Managing risk and protecting your profits on a dairy farm isn't always easy, but it's becoming increasingly more important to have a good understanding of milk markets to better protect your profits through more frequent volatile periods. Welcome to the Protecting Your Profits podcast, a brief monthly update where I will take a deeper dive into topics or trends that will help you better understand milk markets and risk management. I'm Zach Myers, Risk Education Manager for the Center for Dairy Excellence. Let's see what's happening this month. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Zach Myers with the Center for Dairy Excellence. Thank you for taking the time to join our Protecting Profits webinar today. Uh, if you have any questions, you can uh, type them in the box and I'll answer those as uh, uh, as time and the presentation allows. Uh, my goal today is to provide an overview of current dairy market and, and uh, to review risk, risk management opportunities. This is all public information, and while I may express some opinions, these are not recommendations. And with that, we'll just uh, uh, jump in with the normal agenda here. Uh, we'll cover current markets, then look at exports, and then we'll finish up with risk management, dairy margin coverage, uh, uh, in-depth look at uh, the 2023 projections. The online decision DMC online decision tool has been updated to where you can look at the 2023 projections and uh, so we'll take a take a look at those and then we'll we'll look at what dairy revenue protection is currently offering at 18.28 billion pounds us milk production was up 1.5 percent compared to september of last year us cow numbers were up year over year for the first time in, in 12 months to 9.4 million head, but uh, down 2,000 head compared to August revised numbers. So if you'll recall, the August number was actually a pretty big jump compared to, uh, to uh, well, um, July and at 9.427 million or something, but they revised that down in the most recent to milk production point report to uh, 9.413. So I don't know what the what the uh, difference was in 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 that, but uh, it is what it is. So, uh, uh, milk production per cow uh, was up 1.4 percent at uh, uh, 1,943 pounds per cow per month uh, compared to last year. This is equivalent to about 74.4 pounds per lactating cow per day, or about one pound per day more than than last year. Pennsylvania cow numbers are down about 7,000 uh, from last year, but it was the second month in a row to maintain 468,000 head. And if you'll recall, the 468,000 is actually 1,000 more than what it was two months ago. So uh, able to maintain that 1,000 cow increase that we saw last, last month uh, uh, into or in August into September as well. Pennsylvania milk output. Milk, milk output per cow was up um, about a pound, 0.9 pounds per day to 65.3 pounds per lactating cow per day in the Commonwealth. Uh, Pennsylvania milk per cow is about 23 pounds more per day or per month than a year ago at uh, 1,705 pounds per cow during August. Unfortunately, the improved efficiency that uh, occurred through through September was not enough to offset the herd size reduction with total milk production remaining relatively flat uh, compared to last year, but it did fall a tenth of a percent or about 1 million pounds to 798 million pounds total. 
On the slaughter side, 260,500 dairy cows went to beef markets across the country uh, during September. And this is down about 1.6% compared to a year ago. Butter at 267 million pounds. Uh, the stocks are down about 57 million pounds. At uh, 1.47 billion pounds, cheese stocks are up about 12 million pounds or a slight 1%. August non-fat dry milk stocks were up about 27 million pounds to 306 million uh, pounds total. At $3.15 per pound, September butter price is $1.40 higher than last year. And this also surpasses August's record, uh, so, uh, which was $3.04. Uh, the global dairy trade butter price continues to be lower than the U.S. price at $2.68. And the EU price and U.S. prices have uh, finally converged. And uh, with the EU, just one cent more expensive than, than our domestic price. Cheese price is uh, about uh, 27 cents higher than last year and continues to be a discount compared to the global dairy trade at $2.33 per pound. The, the site that I go to to get the EU price, for some reason, it hasn't updated with the September. Uh, it's still showing August price is the most, most available, so uh, I was not able to uh, obtain the September price, uh, uh, at least prior to this webinar. At $1.56 per pound, non-fat dry milk is 21 cents more than last year. The U.S. global dairy trade and EU prices are all within uh, uh, 20 cents of each other, with the U.S. price still uh, the slightly lower than, than the other two. August dairy product production. Uh, butter production was down about 3 million pounds compared to last August, 144.1 million pounds. August cheese production was basically flat, up uh, just uh, one-tenth of a percent. We're about 6.9 million pounds to 1.149 billion pounds total. August powder production was up over 10%, or about 12 million uh, pounds compared to last year, to 133.9 million pounds. On the... Uh, the uh, demand side, uh, butter disappearance was down about 3% to 186 million pounds due to a, a 4 million pound drop in domestic usage that overwhelmed an 8 million pound increase in exports, which uh, was more than double the export amount compared to one year ago. So uh, I, I'll cheese the uh, Butter demand in, in here in the States is down, but the export market is still with, with a sh short cream supply and tight butter supply. We're, we're still exporting. Exports are growing uh, relative to our the, the drop in, in demand domestically. At 472 million pounds, American cheese disappearance was up 4% or 17 million pounds. Because of a 16 million pound increase in domestic use and a slight 1.7 million pound increase in exports. At 744 million pounds, other style cheese disappearance was up uh, slightly, a slight one, almost 1%, 1 driven by slight increases in both domestic use and, and exports. As a result, total cheese disappearance was up nearly 2% to 1.154 billion pounds. 
Uh, milk powder disappearance was down 3% or about 6.8 million pounds to 221 million pounds, thanks to a near 30 million pound decrease in exports that overwhelmed a nice 22 million pound increase in domestic use. So I say this pretty frequently, but remember that most of the powder we make in the U.S. actually uh, is destined to other countries outside of our borders. So uh, uh, having a 22 million pound increase in domestic use is 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 uh, pretty good. So moving on to milk price, class three milk peaks uh, this month at to $21.78 a hundredweight, then drops to $19.29 by January of next year, and then stays in the mid to upper 19s through next July before uh, slightly hopping over the $20 mark again in August of, of next year. At $20 even, the 12-month average Class three milk price currently averages $2.49 more than the five-year rolling, rolling average of $17.51 a hundredweight. Class four peaks this month as well at $24.89 a hundredweight and steadily declines into the upper 20s where it stays there through uh, September, basically. And, and just like class three, class four is above the 12, 12 month average with the 12 month class four average price of 2146 being about $5, well, $5 exactly um, more than the, uh, the uh, rolling five year uh, average of $16 and 46 cents a hundred weight. Exports, uh, exports still continue to be on track to set new records and volume and value this year. 215,613 metric tons of milk solids equivalent dairy products were uh, exported in the month of August. This is up 6% um, versus a year ago. These exports were valued at uh, nearly a billion dollars at 989.5 million, which is, uh, uh, well, I've got 26 there. It's actually 20, 23% uh, versus a year ago. So that's the type of 26 is actually what it's up year year to date. So uh, uh, through the through the first eight months. So looking at that that those numbers, the uh, about 1.1613 metric tons, uh, million metric tons of of um, of uh, dairy products have uh, in the first uh, nine months of the year, eight months of the year. Excuse me, I have uh, uh, left the borders. 48, this is 48.5 million uh, metric tons more than last year. Uh, total value is estimated to be 6.473 million, which is 1.34 million more than last year. So uh, as, as I said previously, uh, still on track to set volume and value uh, records again this year um, at surpassing last year's records. So moving on to risk management. Dairy margin coverage, uh, the August indemnity at the 950 max coverage equals about, uh, um, um, is a dollar and 42 cents. Um, this time the tier one is, uh, is roughly equivalent to $1,116 per 1 million pounds of production history up to that 5 million pound cap. And this covers roughly 11 cents of the 15 cent per hundredweight annual premium uh, for that mar 950 margin coverage. September margin will be available next Monday, October 31st. 
And I, I will look at that in the next slide, but it's supposed to be lower than, than the August margin. 2023 DMC enrollment opened on October the 17th and will continue through December the 9th at local FSA offices. So looking at the projections here, uh, the, the last column is, I guess, what I'll bring your attention to the most. Um, so we're looking at to potentially, uh, well, depending on what the markets do, these numbers are based on October 24th closing prices, but the uh, September margin is supposed to be 747. And uh, then December is supposed to also supposed to be, be triggered an indemnity at 843. And, and as you can see, the October, November prices, depending on what feed price does and milk price does, those are hovering around that the 950 um, uh, margin trigger. So we'll we'll see what that that ends up being. So with these theoretical indemnities added to the August payment that's already been uh, uh, made, the DMC decision tool is projecting a net benefit of 21 cents per hundredweight at the 950 margin coverage, again, based on October 24th. And this, of course, is after the program during the 2022 enrollment period uh, was showing no, no payments the entire year. So we've gone from no payments to with a quite li a likelihood with the September, the September margin may not be 747, but we're of course close enough to that, to that time that these projections will be pretty close and that'll almost 100% um, probability that, that the program will end up netting a benefit to dairy farmers enrolled this year after this, the September margin is announced early next week. So moving on to uh, 2023 projections, as you can see that e each month next year, based on on really it's a declining milk price with uh, with feed co feed costs staying historically high, it's going to squeeze that margin again next year with with every year right now based on the 24 closing price October 24th closing prices, every month next year is is projected to trigger an indemnity. So if these margins become become reality, uh, the net indemnity after premiums and fees would be about $12,424 per 1 million pounds of production history, up to the one tier one 5 million pound cap, or a max payment of uh, for someone that maxes out that 5 million pound cap is over $62,000. So this would represent a net benefit of about $1.09 per hundredweight for the program year if, if these if these margins were to become reality. So uh, pretty good evidence that, of course, none of this is guaranteed. Uh, it's just a projection, but uh, the, the likelihood of this program, the 2023 year is the last official program year for the DMC program. It's the last, it's the fifth year of the 2018 Farm Bill. So it'll be interesting to see how how the DMC uh, program, if it remains in the 2023 Farm Bill as is, or if they make any kind of adjustments. I know there's a lot of industry support and a lot of congressional support to keep this program in the Farm Bill. So hopefully hopefully that's true. And, and if they make any changes, hopefully it'll be for the better and 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 for the better for the dairy farmer and, and, and not uh, scaling it back uh, to, to be less likely to trigger indemnities. So I guess time will tell this court. And it's, of course, as I know information about the 2023 Farm Bill, I'll be writing about that in my articles and, and present it here on this webinar. So stay tuned. And I will finish up with dairy revenue protection. Uh, dairy revenue protect, 
dairy revenue protection prices shown here are based again on the October 24th closing prices. 100% class three 95% price protected floors can be set from a low of $18.20 in the first quarter of 2024 to a high of $19 in the third quarter of 2023 for an average price of about 53 cents per hundredweight. On the class four side, um, I, the 100% class four, 95% price protected floors can be set from a low of 1960 per hundredweight in the fourth quarter of next year, up to $19.81 in the third quarter uh, for an average cost of 64 cents per hundredweight. So first quarter 2024 protected or policies continue to be unavailable. And this is probably due to the volatility in the butter and powder markets right now. That's creating significant volatility in, in uh, class four. And I think that's probably preventing uh, a lot of trade, preventing a lot of trading uh, that far out in the class four dairy product markets because uh, they're just not sure what the true price uh, uh, really looks like at this point. So hopefully, Hopefully some things will calm down and they'll they'll start. There'll be enough trading out there here soon to start to uh, uh, have enough trading to develop baseline prices for that quarter and start offering um, policies. So, I mean, as you can tell from the average prices, uh, the premium prices are still um, not cheap, but they still uh, set, set some pretty good uh, uh, net floors. If you look at the premium prices minus the floor it sets and then, of course, class three and class four, then typically uh, the blend price in Pennsylvania is higher than that. So take a look at what your cost of production is and the floors that class three and four floor prices that are set by DRP. And even though the premiums are still um, uh, kind of pricey, then the net, the net floor that sets after you pay that premium may still be uh, positive as far as your cost of production and, and locking in either uh, a uh, locking in a profit or at least covering your cost of production. So my last slide here is uh, the typical uh, slide that I give that sort of highlights what's going on as far as how many policies are being being purchased across the country. 11.2 billion pounds of milk in the United States have been covered uh, since this time last month. It's about 1.6 billion pounds more uh, than this month. And that's been in about 88 more policies sold for a total of 1,273 um, uh, across the country and, and no policies that have, have been indemnified. In Pennsylvania, 181 million pounds have been covered. This is uh, about 13 million more pounds than last month. Uh, and, for, and, and that's been in four just four different policies so uh, went from 55 policies in September to, to 59 policies as of uh, yesterday when I looked at the the tool and of course again no policies indemnified on and we're just through one quarter was well, only been one quarter in 2023 to end so September 30th was the end of that uh, the, the the first quarter of the 2023 crop production year for DRP. And with that, the next Protecting Your Profits call will be November 23rd, 2022. That's the day before Thanksgiving. So hopefully if you're not traveling, you'll take the time to join me. We'll, I'm hoping, I haven't uh, got it all lined up yet, but I'm hoping to have a, uh, a dairy farmer panel, at least two dairy farmers on the the uh, uh, call to talk about their risk management strategy and, and how they look at things. And uh, uh, Emily Barge and I, uh, with our 
Emily, with our, our communication manager and I have been working uh, the last month or two on, on putting re, redeveloping or developing more risk management management uh, resources for dairy farmers to use. And I will be we uh, hope to have all that lined up and, and ready to announce by the PIP next month and, and then help highlight some of that with with um, um, with uh, um with the dairy farmers on the panel. So I feel, I see Phil has his hand up. If you want to unmute yourself, Phil, go ahead and ask your question if you have one. Thank you, Zach. I was just wondering, excuse me, if you have a- uh, I can't hear you. Oh, you can't hear me. Are you there, Phil? I'm here, but- I can hear you slightly, Phil. You're a little muffled, but I can hear you. So I can try to relay it to Zach if you want to say it. Okay. There you go. Yep. So what I was going to ask Zach is if he has a handle on heifer inventories, national heifer inventories, and if that's got any impact on some of the stuff he reported today. Did you hear that, Zach? I, yeah, heifer inventories, is that, I heard, I caught that much of it. I didn't hear much else, but no. it, National heifer inventory, and if that had an impact on what you've reported today. Well, I think uh, I, it's been a, a couple of months since I've looked at the heifer, heifer inventory numbers, but every time I hear anybody talk about it, the heifer inventory across the country is the lowest it's been in a long time, long time, and and has been, in and is a limiting factor to how much. Uh, the American and the U.S. dairy industry can grow is the the heifer availability. So, uh, yes, I do think heifer inventory is affecting uh, production growth right now, and and of course raising raising heifers is 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 expensive uh, right now. So there's a lot of dairy farmers that are just raising the number of heifers that they need to maintain their numbers if they're not wanting to grow, and then of course keeping those those if they are trying to grow internally, keeping keeping maybe a few. Um, and more animals to increase their numbers over time. But I think a, a big and a big, uh, big thing with the heifer inventory is uh, there's a lot of dairy farmers now using beef semen, semen in their their low genetic sc scoring um, uh, part of their herds, so, and that's of course driving the heifer numbers down as well. So those those heifers are going into the into beef feed lots and being raised for beef versus for dairy replacement. So yes, I think the inventory is is affecting the the market climate right now and how we're able to to, to uh, grow grow milk production. Any other questions from anyone? Well, if not, we'll uh, go ahead and and finish up for today. Uh, again, thank you for taking the time to join our our call. And of course, this is uh, the all the webinars are recorded. And if you want to re-listen to something, uh, it'll be available. I'm actually out of town, so it's going to be a little bit later uh, for me to get everything uh, uh, posted to, and the link sent out. So look for that sometime tomorrow. Um, um, so it'll again. I, I don't. It it'll be. A, I usually have this posted within a few hours. Uh, once Emily's able to download the audio file for the to publish the podcast, so I'll get all that out uh, sometime tomorrow, probably midday. So be looking for that in your emails, and of course, if you're if you're you subscribed to the podcast, you'll get a reminder uh, on that. So with that, I look forward to uh, your participation 
Next month, look for details in your email on whether or not I'm able to get this risk management panel, dairy farmer panel put together for November. And uh, enjoy the rest of this month. Then I uh, hope you have a good Halloween next Monday. I guess uh, I, we'll see how spooky it is when that uh, DMC margin is released on Halloween. And, and uh, again, thank you and have a great rest of your day and week.